With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were in but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Daddy Button. Hey Jiggy, what's happening, man? I'm going to be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy Play Guitar. Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Okay, I'm not even real sure what the hell we're going to do today. <laughs> that's always that's always a good way to start the Sunday radio broadcast. I don't know what the hell we're going to do today. <laughs> Such a professional broadcast day. And uh, we are... <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. But um, we have got... We've got some guests scheduled. We've got uh, we've got a guest at the middle of the hour. We've got Steve, whoever that is, in the next hour. Alyssa, I just write down names. That's what I do. I just write down names here. I don't really have any. Uh, I don't really know what's going on. I just write names. I, I just write down names. Uh, so we are going to do this. We are going to go try to find some people. I'm going to find some people. The Fathamuckas. The Fathamuckas. Those guys. Let's call them. Let's, let's see what they're up to. Uh, let's see. Jaybird Wells apparently got locked out of all of her Facebook accounts. Her her 28 Facebook accounts that she has. <laughs> she got locked out of all of them. So, quite the deal. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to see if I'm actually streaming the show on the actual YouTube page that this is supposed to be streaming on. Uh, Looks like it's not. Freaking fantastic, as they say. As they say. Uh, I don't want to stream this to the Jiggy Jag Facebook page. So we're not going to. So I'm going to shut that off. I'm going to log in. I'm going to log back in. And it'll tell me that I'm connected to YouTube. And we're going to see... If I'm streaming this damn show to the Sunday Radio Show Facebook or YouTube page, let's see if it works. Let's see if it's working. 
See if it's working. Eh, looks like it's not working. Awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, looks like it's not working. Yay. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to go try to find our first guest here. Kathy Bell, as they say. The great Kathy Bell. Well, let's see if it uh, is it doing. Is it going? Is it happening? Donald J. Trump. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Did you sign his card? Like, apparently today is Trump's birthday. So let's hope that Brittany wished uh, President Trump a happy birthday. Brittany's not even paying attention to anything I'm saying over there. She has no clue what I'm saying. No clue at all. She has absolutely no clue what I'm saying, so that's fine. I was saying I hope you wished President Trump a happy birthday. You could care less about the president's the president's birthday. You don't care about the president's birthday. He's the president, for God's sakes. Okay, let's do this. Let's try to call Kathy Bell. We're gonna see if she is up and running. Uh, is she on the skip Skype? That honestly is the best spot to see what the hell's going on. Uh, I don't see. Let's see if I can add Kathy Bell. We're going to send Kathy Bell a uh, an old Facebook message. Or not a Facebook message. A, uh, a gimmick. A gimmick. A deal. So, okay. So, so I'm not on the Sunday radio show... YouTube page live live as the Des would say so where the hell am I because it's streaming to YouTube are we streaming to my YouTube are we streaming to the, the Jiggy Jag YouTube yep apparently we are <laughs> apparently we are okay that's fine I can embed it and we can do all this stuff that's fine. I can do that. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. So let's do this. Let's try to find... Well, actually, we're going to do this. We are, we are, we are going to try to figure this out. I'm going to give myself a little bit of uh, room here. We'll see what happens. Who is, who is Lorenzo Garbaniza? I guess we'll find out. Every night and day we fall into a storm. Instead of crystal we get deep. Oh, there she is. I was like, laying down. Okay, cool. Well, I didn't see her setting up, so I was like, take it longer. We say they're like two rocks. There's one pain for everybody. 
There's no love at all There's no pain for everybody There's no love at all Okay, we're going to see if Kathy Bell, Kathy Bell, back and we're going to see if Kathy Bell we'll see if Kathy Bell will pick up the phone so I don't know what's going on here I guess we'll add Jay to the conversation chatted 21 days ago there she is caretaker Dave caretaker Dave is not who we're talking to today we're talking to Kathy Bell Okay, well, hmm. I don't know. I guess what we're going to do is we're going to try to find Kathy Bell. And I guess if we don't have Kathy Bell, we'll call her on the phone. Hey, Jay, what's up? What's up? There she is. There she is. The biggest star in the business, Jay Bird Wells. The woman with the 25 Facebook accounts that are all locked up right now. So, uh, started. so, so what, 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 why did all these get, uh, I, I, I guess that's where we'll start. Where, where, why, why do you have all these accounts locked up? What happened? Who well, got shot? Who shot I JR? Received, I received a message saying that 
that a post of mine way back in April on my fan page. <laughs> of course. Was <laughs> sexual. It it was um, soliciting sex. So yeah, I was like, okay, that that post got deleted. Okay, whatever. I'm good with that. I was posting for the rest of the day. I was commenting, liking, sharing on all of my accounts. No problem. And then all of a sudden, bam, all my accounts were in jail. And there was no rhyme or reason, no, no, it did. It just said I couldn't post for seven days. It didn't say why I couldn't post for seven days. And now I'm starting to slowly get these messages of the reason why I'm not allowed to post is because I made some sarcastic joke about, um, Something. The joke that I posted on my account was, if you want to, I've lost hours at my work. If you want to not have me send new pictures to your email address and send me $20. It was a joke. <laughs> yes. And then I, I got all snotty. That's and all, on all my accounts, I posted, if you're going to report me for sarcastic jokes, then you need to petition Facebook to ban me. And I also, I also uh, made a comment in a group, a post in a group, uh, and it was the Who, and I'm wearing their hat, and I told them, hey, you're, <laughs> so you're not there. letting me have my seventh account in the group. And <laughs> that just sounds so ridiculous. People started on that thread saying, you got seven accounts? You're evil. You're stupid. You, you're not genuine. So I finally just, after all that, I deleted. But I wonder if somebody from my favorite band group uh, reported me. But at first I thought that um, that it was the old hater that was reporting my accounts because also another account was being in jail for no reason. But now I think it's the IP address because I'm official. You're right, 25,000 accounts are in jail. Wow. So they so they, they, they tracked the IP address. That was always the old uh, that was the always the old the old scam over on Fiverr when I had uh when I when I when I pulled a Jaybird Wells and had twenty five accounts. Uh, see, <laughs> so see I don't understand they it. If, the it if, if the fan page is, is in trouble, my my Facebook fan page of Jaybird Wells, if that was what caused this, how come my other administrators and moderators um, are not in jail too. So, uh, see, that's that's an interesting deal because <laughs> I have had in the past uh, deals where I've added, you know, Kenny Zombie Jones and all these people to various uh, as administrators or editors or whatever the hell you want to these different accounts. And they'll get the notification if you yeah. know I do something stupid. They'll 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 get the notification because I've had people get a hold of me in the past. They're like, "What did you post?" <laughs> See, that's what it said originally on the the uh, nasty gram was that my second account was going to be in trouble, but the other accounts could see to uh, disagree with the decision. 
And all of us, yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to disagree or agree or anything. I just, bam, I'm in, I'm in jail because, you know, I got a big mouth, witty broad. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so we uh, have found. God forbid I be sarcastic. We have finally found our, uh, our, our, our person. Let's see here. Uh, that'll pull this up here. Chatted 11 minutes ago. Well, how about chatted Where's five John? minutes ago? Uh, John is currently at the uh, the 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 old uh, what is it? Uh, not Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, uh, the the sports bar. He works at the sports bar on Sundays. Oh, he's back in business. Apparently, the sports bar is open. So uh, I think we have. We might have. Kathy Bell with this. You do. Look at that. So uh, <laughs> we have got uh, Kathy Bell. And uh, you know, Skype is so fun. I, uh, I I I searched for Kathy Bell, and I just sent it. I sent one of those little emoji high things to every single Kathy Bell I could get my hands on. <laughs> And hopefully one of them will get back with me. You know, I've been waiting for the day when I send a deal to, to one of these people, and they all get back with me. <laughs> it's never going to happen, but I think it would be fun if it did. Uh, Kathy joins us today uh, here on the old Skip Skype, the old skype rooney And uh, Jaybird Wells is with us today with her ears. And uh, it is... <laughs> It is quite the day. Um, we were just talking with Jay about the fact that um, apparently she has 25,000 Facebook accounts, and uh, they're all in Facebook jail today. So <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's, it's quite the deal. But uh, Kathy joins us today here on our broadcast, and Kathy sent me an email fairly recently uh, of a song that we're going to play here in a little bit. Um, so I, I guess I'll just start with who the hell is Ma Bell? <laughs> uh, Ma Bell is kind of like the lady there with the ears. She's a funny little character. And, um, <laughs> it started hey out of, yeah, Ma Bell. I wear an old fishing hat, and it actually started, um, I wrote a fishing blues song, and it's the craziest little jingle ever. So we put a fishing hat with lures, and it was meant for promotion. But now I actually go out, and she actually kind of reminds me a little bit of the Minnie Pearl character. A lot happens to me when the music goes that I don't even know what I'm doing until I watch the videos later. Kathy She's Bell just... joins us today here in our broadcast. And uh, she is... Very entertaining. Uh, she has uh, she has uh, somehow, some way, hit on this uh, marketing deal, and uh, she sent me an email, and I was like, okay, I, I, I gotta have I gotta have Kathy Bell on this program today. So uh, Kathy is here to uh, kind of uh, lift our spirits with, with some of the shenanigans that are going on in the world. And um, Kathy, of course, was born and raised in Indiana, of all places. And uh, she's been singing and playing the piano at the age of 10. 
so tell us a little bit about um, some some of your musical background, my friend. Well, I have always grown up with music. My grandfather was a preacher, so they trained me early to play the piano. And my dad, he actually reminded me a lot of Hank Williams. We would have a lot of family get-togethers when I was young, and they would just all bring out their guitars. You know, most of his side was from Kentucky. And it was kind of an interesting, diverse family because some of my family raced and they cussed like sailors, and then the other side of my family were were godly people. So somehow I got into all that music. There was no getting away from it. That's awesome. So it was like the, what was that, Squirrel Family Revival or something? Yeah. And you know, I'd been the first one that would have liked to have been in that video. That was hilarious. <laughs> it is Kathy yeah, it just Bell. Just went over Jiggy's head. Yes, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I ninety percent of the time, I don't. I don't even know my own name. So uh, it's it, it, it's quite the uh, quite the deal. So um, so Kathy, tell me who Bob is. Bob McGilpin. This is funny. Because you've read the articles. I didn't really know about Bob until I've written two songs with him now. Um, the first one is a little silly um, tobacco barn. And um, it is crazy. Yeah, about a tobacco barn. A barn was smoking one day, and I said, what's wrong with that? We need to call the fire department. And they were just smoking tobacco. So I gave, <laughs> I gave the, the song to Bob. Did actually show up? No, we didn't call. My friend knew it was tobacco. It was me that was in the dark. <laughs> but um, anyway, Bob put music to that. So I started this America She's Crying like last election. And when COVID hit, I stopped and I just did a total rewrite. And I said, Bob, do you think you could put the music to this? And I sent it to Bob, and he had the music in no time. Well, then I read about Bob in a different interview, um, and he has actually had some number one hits. And um, back in the disco era, I was quite impressed when I seen, you know, some of the videos. And I'm like, I had no idea, you know, really of his success. I mean, I really kind of was like, wow, because I could call him and, it's like we become really good friends and I didn't know anything at all about him. And um, I was clueless. And um, so I try not to make that a big deal, but he is a big deal. He is, they call him the best, well, the best well-kept secret in Nashville. And he's really good to help writers and, um, and to work with us and i mean he's just amazing person as a person he's amazing and um i can't say enough good about bob um, how do you how do you help out writers well i mean like for this instance i was kind of in writer's block and he actually helped write the music it was intended I was going to go the video but he ended up allowing me to put go ahead and send this song out with him singing the song. Um, but I mean, I've heard, there was a video out about Bob with all the different writers that he has kind of worked with, maybe worked with more than help, but I mean, he's just amazing. Like 
I just can't say thanks enough to him or, or build him up high enough. I think that's a funny thing. I mean, um, just I just feel blessed to have had the opportunity to work with Bob. I don't know if I'm saying that all right, but yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Fine. That's awesome. We have got uh, Kathy Bell with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. So tell us about this song that we're going to play here in a few. America's crying. She's crying. Well, apparently, she is crying. <laughs> um, when I wrote "America, She's Crying," four years ago, I started it. And my intent back then was with all the school shootings and the um, trafficking, the kid trafficking, it was on my heart and the title just came, America, She's Crying. Well, I totally put it away. And when COVID hit, I ended up in my room totally just kind of, this is bad. And that was before the riots, but this is bad. So I picked up my pen, I'm like, I really should finish that song. And it was amazing. I just ended up scratching everything that I'd wrote and totally doing a, a rewrite and revamp. And um, and then, you know, Bob, when I sent to him, I said, can you do something with this? He actually helped me edit a few of my lyrics and um, he wrote the music to America She's Crying. And, um, but it's actually talking about in the whole song about how we need, with all this going on, we need to band together as Americans and we need to stand strong. And um, it's talking about, you know, prayer and, you know, how God can turn this around. But things are just so bad that when that song came back to me finished, I just about wept, really. And then, you know, when I've read the articles that were written, about this song, I did cry, I have to admit, but it's a pretty powerful song, and to me, I feel like it's rope for America. It's not something that I really would ever think about. A moneymaker song, I think it's something that a lot of Americans can relate to the lyrics. I don't, again, I don't know if I'm saying that all right, because I'm not a very serious person, but when I talk about America, she's crying with everything that's going on, I feel like crying. And um, yeah, yeah, I was like, it's really bad. And, you know, I just I can't even believe in all my years that we're seeing what we're seeing. It is a uh, great guest with us today. Kathy Bell joins us here in our program. So, uh, Kathy, how do we find you guys on social media, websites, all these things? How, how, How do we find you guys? I'm everywhere. <laughs> um, on That's Facebook, awesome. you can find me under um, Ma Bell. It's like Ma Bell at Fishing Blues. Um, I'm on Indie Gospel. It's like KathyBell.com on Indie Gospel. And you can actually download uh, America She's Crying there and read all about my bios and all that's there. And then, obviously, YouTube. Um, again, that's under my Kathy Bell channel. And... Um, I have a website that's kathybell.net, but we don't really have America. She's crying on there. We need to get it on there. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, but I can't remember those there. But I'm everywhere. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) I I DJ, and I act the fool when I'm DJ, and I'm a DJ as well. I do. That's um, awesome. When the COVID, yeah, when the COVID hit, it's been really interesting because people were afraid to go to church, 
So the newest thing that I'm doing is actually DJ and worship services at the park. And, you know, that's <laughs> wow. kind of nice because people are afraid to go to church. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I did a sweet 16 party last night. So I actually get out and do the wobble and the cha-cha slide, the get up, all of those dances <laughs> with these kids. cha-cha slide. I'm that's awesome that's awesome that's well, because dancing is 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 known scientifically to lower the age of the brain cells uh, that should work for a long time there's times <laughs> I'll dance and I'll be hurting so bad I'm like I'm gonna go do it again <laughs> Yep. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, uh, well, Kathy, I appreciate you making time for me and Jay today. Thanks for coming on. We're going to play this song real quick, and you can also find it on YouTube. It's America, She's Crying. And uh, thanks for joining us today, Kathy. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you for having me here. I enjoyed it. Appreciate it. And There's... thank you for playing. Yes. We are going to get to that. We are going to get to that track here real quick because uh, – that is basically what we need to be doing. And when we come back, we've got more on the other side. What's happened to America? She used to be so strong. The things that she's now seeing, they are so very wrong. Her people need to stand together and put up a good fight. Her morals and her constitution have been compromised. America seeing many things she thought she'd never see. Now she is wondering who will her next leader be? Will they be corrupt or will they keep our country free? Only time will tell and we'll just have to wait and see America, she's crying Keep standing tall, let's give it all we've got America, she's crying Let's take our country back Cause we the people are the boss It's time for us as a nation Finally say enough is enough America, she's crying As the back won't stand together Even when the times get tough America is wondering what will happen next Can she survive the hard times as she faces many tests It's time now as a nation we take some time today Believe in God we trust as we bow our heads and pray America, she's crying Keep standing tall, let's give it all we've got America, she's crying Let's take our country back Cause we the people are the boss It's time for us as a nation To finally say enough is enough America, she's crying Have some backbone stand together Even when the times get tough It's only with God's help that we can turn this around If 
we follow him, he'll put us back on solid ground. God will one day show us we have nothing to fear. When we place our faith in him, he'll dry every tear. I really like about the movies. I like the previews for some reason. I like to get there. I don't want to see just the movie when I get there. I like to see some previews first. I like that guy with that deep voice, like smoked like 10 packs of cigarettes. One man, one way. <laughs> one desire. <laughs> they went too far. They broke all the rules. One man, Kermit the Frog as a pimp. Where's my money? <laughs> Where is it? One man, one way. What a weird voice. That's the only thing that guy could do for a living, you know? He couldn't be a mechanic or anything. Hey, uh, how much is that transmission gonna cost me? An arm and a leg. Just imagine having sex with somebody. That'd be hilarious, you know? Oh, yeah, the desire in your eyes. The passion between us burns with fire. You know, I, he always can take something stupid and make it cool. Can he? He'll always be like... In the city, you must fight to survive. He sold tortillas on the corner. And the mob wanted in. I don't know who this... When you wanted the best long distance rates, you dialed 10123 in the number. Then it changed to 1012123. Now you can still get the lowest long distance rates. Just dial 1110121083052641123 and pay a low 6 cents a minute as easy as 123. Dial 1110121083052641123 between 8:30 and 10:52 4 days a week for your savings prize. You'll feel like you've won one too on 1110121083052641123. 10 to 1 your 6th cent says 6 cents for 2 minutes will have you at 6s and 7s when you call one number 1110121083052641123. 8-30-52-641-232. Got it? Long distance dialing has never been easier. To sign up for 1-1-10-12-10-8-30-52-641-23, call for your eight-digit PIN number and activation code. The biggest group of the early 90s is back together and on tour. It's the Four Non-Blondes Reunion Tour. Performing their extensive catalog of hits, like this one. And this classic. As well as this utterly, completely different song. Get your tickets now for the Four Non-Blondes Reunion Tour. With special guest, the other guy from Milli Vanilli. Did I overdo it at lunch? <clears throat> Gas, acid, it's killing me. I need something strong, really strong. You got it. Announcing Biopan Plus. Imagine your stomach is a sponge.
Now imagine Biopan's patented ingredient, Traceline, coming into contact with that sponge. Now imagine a big giraffe with wings flying up into some puffy blue clouds. Got it? Now imagine a million starfish talking to you. Yeah, giving you stock tips. Now imagine a circle getting smaller and smaller until it folds inward on itself and becomes a tiny dot which explodes like the Big Bang that began our galaxy. Now, does anyone have any idea what we're selling anymore? All I know is I got some serious gas here. Oh, yeah. Biopan Plus. It's like a sponge, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Just use it and you'll feel better. Thanks. Biopan Plus. Imagine this ad is over. Talk with Jiggy right now at 1-866-763-1242 and email JiggyJagwire at JiggyJagwire.com. Okay. I got to shut that off and I got to get this rolling. So, we've got our next guest going to come up here in just a few moments. I got to call them on the old Skip Skype, the old Skype Rooney. And because Peter Mann is sitting up here, we have to go off of that monitor, which is fine. We can do that. Peter Mann, the Peter Mann. Whoa, what is he doing? I got to move all this now. I wouldn't have it any other way, my friends. I wouldn't have it any other way. So, let's do this. Let's uh, dial our people. To dial them up. We need to dial them. We need to holla, 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 holla at them. Because you have to do a conference call. We have to dial one, we have to get Jaybird, and then we have to dial the other. Ah, it's a conference call on Skype with phones. I love this stuff. And I believe, uh, John, can you hear me, my friend? Is this John? Uh, hold on. Yep. Yep. James, how are you, James? Hey, how are you, my friend? I got to uh, call, just, I've got to call Steve to hear your voice. So just give me a few seconds. I got to call Steve and bring him into the... Uh, the conversation here you got it and we'll see if that we'll see if that works and uh oh okay apparently we have to do this apparently we have to call we have to call one then we have to call the other one to conference jn okay we're gonna do this we're going that's what he'll know. I don't know. Okay. This. Okay. We're going to do this. I'm going to have to conference in my co-host, and I'm going to have to call. Since we're doing Skype here, I have to I have to call my co-host, and I have to call Steve. So this this is going to be a nightmare. So just give, give me a few seconds here. Uh, we are live here on our world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. We are coast-to-coast to border-to-border on iHeartRadio. Also, amfm247.com, and uh, we are going to be chatting with two great guests here in just a few moments we've just got to get all the uh, technical issues aside and get everything worked out uh so we are going to try to get a hold of john's partner here steve and uh, bring him into the conversation and hopefully we will be able to do that with uh, the 
technology that we have here because I often have said on so many occasions, I wish we would just go back to the typewriter. And uh, we are going to see if we can bring in uh, both of these gentlemen. And uh, let's see. I don't know. John and Steve, can you guys both hear me? I can hear you. Okay, perfect, perfect, (laughs) perfect. Let me uh, get everything, of course, pulled up here so we can get everything rolling. And uh, Jay Bird Wells joins us back here on our big program as well. And uh, so, gentlemen, uh, tell us a little bit about your musical background. You want to go first, Steve? Yeah, um, well, I've been I've been singing and playing since I was about seven, eight years old, you know, and started competing vocally um, around when I was about fifteen, I guess, and then uh, started and I started putting my first country projects again uh, together. I guess when I was about twenty, and and uh, and then I guess about three years ago. Uh, Johnny and I got together and started uh, started writing music and putting the duo together and the rest is history. And on my side, um, I started about seventy eight <clears throat> at a very tender age, and uh, came up through. What's that? You said seven or eight or seventy eight. Oh, 78, 1978. 1978. No, 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 no. He didn't start singing at the age of 78. He started. Oh, I tried. He, my voice came out. He started, he started putting the music together in 1978. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, 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 it is the magic of the Sunday show. Jay is, is, is just, you know, who's she is so go Sunday ahead. rhymes with fun day right <laughs> yes it's fine all right <laughs> so <laughs> hey you're listening to kjag radio <laughs> local and unsigned music in central kansas and beyond <laughs> thank you see i, I can i can read too <laughs> right? hey so it was a lot of cover bands and long about 2013, um, I decided, you know, I definitely need to start doing original material. So I released two albums prior to my new project, uh, 2013 followed up in 2015. And then I started writing a blues album. Now it's kind of hard to find players for blues music, um, where I'm located at least. So, um, I always liked country music, and it's real popular. I know people people are going to see the shows. So I was working in a cover band. Uh, there was a friend of mine named Irv, real nice guy, guitar player. And the two of us had both a metal band and a classic rock band. Nice. But we were only playing cover, and I really wanted to do originals. And I had started, like I said, two albums under my belt. I was on my third album, and... Uh, the metal band had some issues. The drummer left to go with an Aussie tribute band. It was all good, and we were all happy for him and all that. So at this point, I wanted to get some more work. So I had a friend, Jimmy. And Jimmy was an oldies guy. He played in an oldies band in uh, Motown, stuff like that. And I worked with Jimmy. I did some pickup work with him. And then I mentioned that I really liked country music, and I hadn't played it in a lot of years, a long, long time ago. 
And uh, next thing I know, he's calling me back and saying, hey, I got this guy, Steve. He's a singer. You should check him out. So it was kind of like, okay, let's go check out Steve. So we, we actually got a duo together. And uh, we started doing that, and that's when I asked Steve. I said, hey, you know, I've been writing music a long time now, and I really want to do an album of country material, but I need a, a guy that can style country, a guy with a country voice. And uh, he was all up for it, and that's how we got started, actually. Awesome, awesome. Now, uh, where can we find you guys on social media, websites, uh, all these things? How do we, uh, as Jay likes to do each and every Sunday to every single one of our guests, how do we stalk you? Absolutely. We well, appreciate you, that. Um, well, Steve, you, tell about the... It's okay, Go ahead, boys. Steve. <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah, you can find us on Amazon. Um you know, Apple Music. You find our music, uh, YouTube, uh, CD Baby. You could you could buy buy our tracks in CD Baby as well. Tell them tell them what our Facebook page is. Our Facebook, we have our, uh, we're under Cool Summer Breeze. So if you look up Cool Summer Breeze on Facebook, you'll be able to find our uh, our Facebook page. And uh, anytime we release any new material, our links to new our new material will be on there as well. And then Reverb Nation, if you go Johnny Searfoss, S-E-A-R-F-O-S-S, um, it'll be a slash JS Blues because, like I said, I have another project that I do with the blues. Um, we're on there, and uh, we're working on a website. We haven't – see, we're – pretty much the way it works with our – the way we – the role with the band is um, I pretty much <laughs> – I kind of write everything. Uh I play about, I don't know, half a dozen whatever's, guitar, bass, all that stuff. I sit and I write, and this has been the process for a long time, and I'm waiting to find people to work with. Well, now that I got Steve on board, hopefully we're going to start writing together. Um, but, like, I'll, I'll, I'll write stuff together, uh, and then I'll find musicians to come in and fill in the blank. Now, Steve and I have a cover band called Gunslinger, and it's country newer older all kinds of a good mix of different kinds of country and we're hoping that they're going to be our actual backup band that plays when we do a live show that's kind of what we're hoping for awesome awesome we have got uh two great guests with us today John and Steve join us here in our big broadcast. So uh you guys uh where do you get your inspiration from? Well, well, for me, it's like, go ahead, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. My first, my inspiration, I, 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 um, I grew up listening to, you know, the Steve Warner, great guitar player, singer, um, inspired me to start playing, playing guitar, get better at finger picking guitar. And then, uh, as far as performing, though, I'll always watch Garth Brooks and Toby Keith. That was those are my two idols performing. You know, I kind of study their how do they, how do they, their showmanship, study how they, they interact with an audience. So when I get out there and play live now, it's like, you know, I kind of use those those skills or those uh, inspirations from both of those fields there, both of those artists to kind of you know, uh, you know, I guess sculpt my playing and my performing. Uh, you see me in a show now, I, you know, I kind of put, I kind of blend all those things together that I've learned 
and that kind of keeps me inspired to play. And I, like I said, I listen to everything. I've been playing a long time. My favorite band in the whole world is Steely Dan. There's no doubt about that. But when it comes to country, I'm kind of eclectic. Um, I like the real old school stuff like uh, Hank Garland, Chet Atkins, Albert Lee, Roy Clark. Um, I like uh, the new guys. There's some amazing guitar players. And for me, uh, that's where the action is right now. Um, some of the hottest players in the world are no longer, you know, your shred guys or whoever you want to say. Um, there are people like Johnny Hyland, Brent Mason, Brad Paisley, Keith Urban, and Steve Warner. Uh, Steve mentioned him. He's a tremendous musician. And then I like the really old, old stuff Grandpa listened to, like Ernest Tubb and Jim Reeves, Marty Robbins, Conway Twitty. I mean, that stuff is fun. So... When, when I write, I, I kind of go with the, with the mood. That's what music's about. It's about emotion, um, having an idea in your head and getting it out there and uh, bouncing off some friends and just see what happens. Awesome. Sounds oh. like when you come to Kansas, I need to break out my jaw heart. There you go. That would be awesome. <laughs> you guys are the very first guests. In probably the two or three years we've been doing this show with Jay, where she has made reference to a jaw harp, and you guys actually understood what the heck she was saying. That's congratulations because I can't tell you how many artists we've had on this show where she's like, I'll do my jaw harp. And they're like, uh, okay. If it's not a jaw jaw harp, it's probably. I love it. Um, That's not a. I might have to play the bones. Oh. (laughs) If if you then I might have to play the bones. That'd be awesome. Who's gonna play the spoons? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, but I get. I got a feeling Steve could handle the boomba. I think he could do a boomba pretty good. A boomba. Yeah, I'm a good knee slapper too. <laughs> My awesome. God, we, we 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 literally have found the perfect guest for Jay Birdwells. They they know uh, they, they they speak her language. Holy shit! <laughs> we have we have finally found you know because we've been interviewing rappers and porn stars and rock oh, guys and they ain't got a clue about a jaw harp they don't know anything about uh, you guys are like uh simpatico you guys are right there together with jay that's fantastic hey i gotta tell you something about my jaw harp I told somebody how to jaw harp, and they hooked me up with this case, like this professional-looking case, and it's got a jaw harp with every different key. So it's like no. So I got I got this case that has all the different sounds. She, she's getting serious. The next thing she'll have that bandolero like thing, you know, they wore in in the. Uh, in the old Mexican war movies, you know, with the with the bullets on it. Oh, she's gonna have jaw hearts on. <laughs> Can you imagine? She look she look like the guy from Blues Traveler, you know? <laughs> oh my god! No, my fans would probably want me to dress up in Catwoman or something stupid like that. Yeah. <laughs> blue grass, blue grass and leather. That goes great. <laughs> That's an interesting combination, you know. Blue glass. I've seen, 
Shell, yeah. I've seen a few shows, so it might work. You never know. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, we have got two great guests with us today. They join us live here in our broadcast. So uh, what's been the reception to your music online? What, 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 what do people think of uh, your guys' music? Well, let me tell you. I've seen a lot of positive. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, well, about two years ago, when we released, when we released uh, our song, Me and You, um, we had, uh, it was actually played overseas in Europe, and believe it or not, we, as a group, as an artist, as a duo, we hit, we charted in the top 200, I think number 146. Two years ago, with when we, when me and you came out as a single, and and that, and that did really well for us. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of different. I mean, um, I guess every band tries to use that as fodder to say, "Hey, we're really different. You should check us out." But I, I really do think it is kind of different, um, maybe because of the diversity of our background. Um, it, it sounds a little bit different. I think. I mean. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. They're going to listen to it, and they'll make up their mind whether it's fresh or not. But I think it's definitely from the heart. And uh, so far, I've seen a lot of good responses from people. Um, and people are asking for, you know, like people are asking for cool things, like different styles and different things within country. Um, for instance, Steve came to me and said, hey, can you put together a ballad for me? And I said, oh, man, I'd love to do a ballad. I haven't done one yet for country music. Awesome. awesome. Why not? Yeah, so we, yeah why not? We came together. We, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we came together and we did, uh, we did a song, uh, I'm Over You. I came to Johnny about a year or two ago and I said, John, I said, uh, I just met my fiance, Mary. I said, I, I need a ballad done. And I did this, and also I just went through a dis- divorce too. And I said, I didn't, I didn't have a ballad done. Something that really I could put my heart and soul into and really like get my feelings out on music. And uh, so I gave, John and I sat down in, in, the, in the studio one day and I gave him some ideas. So he gave me some ideas and he, he comes out. I got this, I, I put it together, I got this great ballad. and. Man, I tell you, I I haven't found a better written song. <laughs> it's like a kid, it's going right out the heart just flows when I sing it, you know. But I, you know, and I said to him, "All right, so I have the emotion that I'm rolling with." But I said, "I don't want to write about your personal life 100 percent unless you want me to." I said, "So let me let me get some details from you." And I and I sat down and I kind of, you know, rolled it over my head with some people I know what they went through in their lives. And through that, I was able to kind of come up with the song. Awesome. That was actually the very first thing I did on my jaw harp was the blues. You a blues player, too? Nice. Not not very much, but I did it when I was first learning how to play the jaw harp. Nice. I have two of them here. Um, I don't recall what keys they are. It's a it's a long story, but I, I kind of I bought them for a gift for an old trio of mine, and the two guys that are uh, in there are estranged, and they're still not talking real solid. And uh, I got them talking again, but <laughs> I think I think the days of the three of us going out to dinner are kind of over because those two are at each other all the time. It's crazy. But so I actually have the two harps that I bought for those guys because I'm like, yeah, these guys aren't going to get together. And that's how I started playing on it because I, 
you know, I knew they wouldn't want them, and they it would just be a bad scene, so I kind of kept them. <laughs> so they're sitting here in the studio. Nice. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lost art. Not everyone can do it, you know. So uh, it it does take some skill. Uh, I'll have to say, I have. Uh, I have seen a, a, seen me play it. Yes, I've seen you play it, and holy smokes, I can barely tie my shoes. Uh, she's over yeah. here doing this jaw harp gimmick. So, uh, <laughs> so I can make it sound like there's a, a water dripping, a faucet dripping. Did that actually come through? I can't tell. Yes, <laughs> yes it did. It did. Yeah, I like, came through. I'm not doing that. I, I was, I was, I was wondering where, where they, they brought their own sound effects today. They're the, they're the, they're the very <laughs> first Sunday show guest who brought their own sound effects to the program. We're our own Foley people. That's right. That's right. I was going to make that <laughs> reference, but I did that one time when there, there was a, a rapper or somebody we had in here, and I made a comment about. Uh, about you could you have a successful uh, future as a foley artist and they didn't have a clue what the hell I was saying. So uh, yeah, yeah, I know that label. Yeah, foley label. What up? I got that. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> That's it, awesome. It's a brand new world. But seriously, I I love to get Steve ripping on stage. So nice. Oh my god. We were out doing New York Minute, and he does it real well, the Billy Joel song. And um, he's up there doing his thing, and, you know, he mentions the New York Times, the Daily Mail. Well, he sings that line, and what comes over his shoulder, but the New York Times wrapped up with a rubber band. That's awesome. And then there's me holding the other newspaper on stage, and he, I hid this stuff so he couldn't see where it was because when we're on stage, we got to set up. And we use props. We have, like, palm trees and tiki's around us and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I want to hang out with you guys. So, yeah, absolutely. You got to party, man. So he's up there, gets to the, the, the big part of the song, and what he didn't know is I went to the Halloween store online and I got Lady Liberty. I got her crown and I got her torch. And as he's singing the final the chorus in the song, I put it on my head and I start waving the torch and he turns over to look at me and that was all it took. <laughs> yeah, I got him good. <laughs> well, we're rehearsing in the studio and we're doing we're practicing, rehearsing for the show and I'm doing New York State of Mind and 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 John's a big prop guy. He goes to these awesome props and they're lifelike, okay? So he had this prop built and it looked like a New York as a New York subway station with the light, the 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 the, the rail, everything, the the signs and everything, right? And I'm sitting there and it's in the studio and I'm sitting there singing the song, recording, practicing and all that, and he just, right behind me, flicks this light on on this uh, New York subway rail station prop, and I just, I just, I, I just, I, I stopped singing at that point. I couldn't do it. I couldn't even get a safe face anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I drop them every time. <laughs> and that was the first time. That was like one of the first times we got together in the studio oh and started rehearsing. And that's why I knew this, this is this is this is not. It can't be a serious show. I cannot be serious on on stage. I have to 
anticipate the uh, the uh, the uh, the props and the uh, and, 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 the, and the jokes behind me. You know, <laughs> who wants who wants to be serious? That's not fun. Who wants to be serious? That's but but maybe maybe I should be more serious because then I wouldn't land myself in jail on Facebook. Oh, nice! Yeah, what what one one of the things that we've been discussing today, gentlemen, is the fact that Jay has uh, she's got like twenty five Facebook accounts and they're all in Facebook jail. So she's, <laughs> she's she's she she she's she's kind of angry and has let pretty I'm much everybody and their brother know about it today. But uh, <laughs> as we wrap up here, Facebook people they have, they have no sense of humor. At, no. No, they don't seem to have any sense of humor. Well, as we wrap up here with you guys, um, once again, how do we find you guys on social media, websites, all these things? Okay, so Steve, the keeper of the addresses. Yeah. Facebook, um, Steve, go for it. Yeah, Facebook, you can find us at Cool Summer Breeze. You know, you know, type in the name Cool Summer Breeze in your Facebook search engine there, and you'll find our, our, our webpage. Also, you check out Johnny's page at John, uh, Johnny Searfoss, and um, also Dot my com. artist page, mm-hmm. JohnnySearfoss.com, and also you can check out my artist page on Facebook. Just look up; it's under Steve Morris, and uh, you better find me there. And anything that I'm involved in, you know, the Kusuma Breeze Project, Gunslinger, whatever it may be, any new music we got coming out, also is on my page as well. Fantastic! Hey, boys. Out of all the years I've been doing this with Jiggy, I'm going to tell you this. Since I can't stalk you on Facebook, can you stalk me on Facebook and Jesus. add me? <laughs> Jesus. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, well, gentlemen, I appreciate you making time for us today, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We really appreciate you guys. Take care. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. We are going to do this. We are going to go to Margaritaville. And when we come back, we've got more on the other side. Living on sponge cake. Watching the sun bake. Almost her ribs covered with all Strutting my six string On my front porch swing I smell those shrimp there beginning to boil Wasted away again in Margaritaville Searching for my high-long shaker song Some people claim that there's a one-one to blame But I know it's nobody's fault I don't know the reason I stayed around season Nothing to show but this brand new tattoo. Okay. We are gonna 
Okay, now we've got to go find our next guest, which, by the way, is another phone guest. <laughs> For whatever reason, we are doing phone guests all day long today. So we are going to go to our next guest. We are going to try to find them on the old Skip Skype, the old Skype Rooney, as they say. What happened there? Did Skype just lock up on me? No, Skype didn't lock up on me. Uh, you're listening to the world famous Cheeky Chicka Experience each and every Sunday. We are live as live can get, coast to coast, boulder to boulder, as they say.
when um, when I went to music school and we studied jazz and uh, spent a lot of time traveling the world together, listening to different music, and then eventually uh, we decided to start the Grams, which was um, you know after sort of other dabbling in other other uh, bands and other genres, um, we just decided we wanted to just be who we were. We didn't need to get creative with a name. We just wanted to sing our hearts out and write songs together. And so we started the Grams in 2013 with our first record, Riverman's Daughter. And and everything, you know, since then has been a, a fun adventure. Awesome. Awesome. So um, you guys have got some incredible uh, music videos and uh, just uh, uh, amazing different things going on. Uh, talk to us about your social media, because you, you, you've got a, a great social media following. Oh, well, thank you. Um, we, as far as our social media, you know, we were very against social media for a very long time, because... It's not what we grew up with. Um, and, you know, particularly during a pandemic, obviously, it's our best ally to sort of get the music out. But, you know, I think that there's a way to utilize social media um, as, you know, in somewhat of an organic manner um, by engaging fans with things that you feel are important and interesting, whether they're musical or or visual and uh you know we try really hard to to engage our fans with stuff that's important and then to put the phone down and not live on our social media out loud all the time i know i see a lot of our contemporaries who you know they'll be in some beautiful environment like you know relaxing with their family and taking making stories and videos and that's cool but you know i kind of I think Doug and I would rather enjoy those moments privately than, you know, utilize social media for that. But I do think there's a very valuable place for social media. And I think that we've um, tried to find the balance between uh, sharing what's important for our fans artistically and keeping private uh, on the other end of that. Awesome. Awesome. We have got uh, great guests with us today. They join us live here on our big broadcast. So you, you, you've got uh, a lot of great music out there. Tell me a little bit about some of the feedback you've gotten on your music over the years. Um, that's an interesting question. Gosh, I really want Doug on this, too. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think that our last two records were very um, were considered Americana. And we're big fans of the Americana genre. Uh, the first record was Riverman's Daughter, and it was based on a trip we did for a year down the Mississippi and lived on a houseboat. Um, and the second record, we took every train line around the country, and we wrote a record called Glory Bound that was inspired by Woody Guthrie, and um, we recorded that in Oklahoma. And, you know, it was sort of the follow-up to Riverman's Daughter, uh, a little a little faster paced a little more like the trains in the river and this new record which is what we're really excited about is the the last of the trilogy we rode our motorcycle across the country on route 66 and we found ourselves uh really exploring a different kind of music or you know dare i say a different genre i don't know what that genre is but i think um to answer your question i think people the feedback we have gotten on our first two records is that 
you know, we have we have this sweet spot in in making harmony together and really sort of exploring his, you know historical or retro sounds and um and putting our own our own uh voice on them i think particularly with this record we've broken out of any box that people used to sort of put us in as far as americana i think people would never really call this album Americana. They, you know, it, it was produced by Richard Swift and Dan Millard and has a much more orchestral and sort of 60s pop vibe to it. So I think that people, you know, they always try to put you in a box and, and define your music. And uh, that's fine with us, but as long as we get to do what we do. Hang on, here's Doug. I'm going to put him on, too. Hello, sir. How are you? And this is Georgette. Good. How are you? Uh, Can you say hi, Georgette? That's our one-year-old. So, uh, talk to me a little bit about your your musical background, my friend. Well, specifically for myself, you know, I was playing guitar and I was a young man, and then. Uh, took a lot of You're still a young man, honey. My musical background is similar. I mean, we, like I said, we grew up playing guitars together around a, around a campfire. So that's sort of our, where we, where we come from musically. A lot of Neil Young and Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell, and uh, and uh, that's hi Georgie. And, that's um, awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's okay, baby. Um, and then. And then we, uh, you know, branched out into jazz and Brazilian music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fired up Sorry, today. We thought, <laughs> we thought the program was at three. <laughs> um, so she was gladly sleeping until three. Anyway, um, you know, and I think that exploring all kinds of music really brought us back to our roots and... A lot of that comes from the 60s genre of music that we grew up with. So That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So uh, yeah. tell us about some of the music videos that you guys have available on YouTube, because uh, we're, we're, oh we're going we're gonna to so play a few of these. Music videos. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, well, we have a video for every song on this record so far uh, that's come out, and I think there's a few more being made, but... I think the ones to highlight are really the, there are three videos that were recorded live uh, at Abbey Road Studios in London, and those are pretty spectacular. Getting that opportunity to record your music in the studio in London uh, at Abbey Road is a dream come true for kids like us. So 
Uh, I think that people should check out Searching the Milky Way, Heartbroken Town, and the newest uh, video that came out last week called One More Heartbreak, which are all shot at Abbey Road Studios. And then, of course, the title track, Kids Like Us, has a really cool video that was shot during the pandemic with tons of different people in it, just all shooting separately. Um, so, yeah, and I think there's a video for Just What You Deserve, uh, and there's a video for Bite My Tongue, which is a, a spoof that Doug and I had a lot of fun making in New York, uh, sort of spoofing on, you know, hardcore rock and rollers. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, well, please play them all. They're all fun. So, so, so this, uh, so, so kids like us, tell us about this, because, uh, the record itself yes the new album well the new album uh was like i said it was inspired by a journey we took across route 66 from chicago to la on motorcycle we got our motorcycle licenses two weeks prior to that and we wanted to take a, a, a third great adventure and so we did that in the summer of 2016 right before the election and we spent a lot of time talking to people along the route, artists and business owners and, you know, old timers that were born and raised on Route 66. And we got very inspired by the girl groups of the 60s and the Beach Boys and all the music that came out of Tulsa, Oklahoma and everywhere from Chicago to L.A. And then we sought out the producer that we felt would really tie in our, our, the inspiration we were getting from the retro sounds um, with a modern viewpoint, and that was Richard Swift. Um, and for those of your audience who don't know Richard Swift, he's a member, you know, he produced The Shins and Nathaniel Rateliff and um, The Night Sweats, and he was part of The Arcs and The Black Keys for a time, and he's just a musical genius. And between him and Dan Millard, they... They were able to really marry this retro-inspired songs that we wrote with a modern take that a lot of people have said to us, you know, they haven't really heard this sound before, and that's, that's exciting to us. I know people like to put everyone in a box that they can relate to, but I like the idea that nobody's heard this kind of sound before. Um, yeah, so Kids Like Us is our third record in a trilogy, and it came out March 27th, right during the pandemic. Uh, but we're super psyched that people are getting to listen to it now, and when we get out there on the road, they'll be well familiar and can sing all the lyrics in the audience. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Well, we are gonna we are gonna play "Kids Like Us" right now here on our program. Awesome. I, I appreciate you guys being with us, and uh, we will talk to you oh, soon. Sorry about the baby. No, 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 no. You guys are good. I, I, I that's yeah. fantastic. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, we all are right. we are gonna play this uh, right now, and I appreciate you guys being with us today. Thank you. Uh, thanks so much. We, we appreciate y'all playing the music. Appreciate it, my friends. There they go. The Grams right now. It's Kids Like Us. of 
That is the Grams. And you are listening to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar show. Experience. Whatever. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> same damn deal. Same diff, as they say. Same diff. Oh my god. I want to hear the song again. I want to get Jaybird Wells in here. Maybe. What is the deal with this? Recent chats. Let's do that. Is recent chats the thing that I need to do? What the hell's the deal? What 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 is sort by unread? Let's do that. How about that? There you go. Sort by unread. Instead of sort by time. <laughs> what worthless crap. Skype is so worthless sometimes. Okay, let's do this. Uh, Nate Lee? No, not Nate Lee. What about just Lee? What about Lee Bryce? Lee Bryce. He's, his name is Lee Bryce. He's the Lee Bryce man. No, his name's not Lee Bryce. Okay. Can I can I sort these by I don't know, people just send you messages? Can I sort them that way? <laughs> sort by time. How about sort by time? Will that work? Uh no. Apparently that doesn't work either. What is the deal here? There we are. Okay. Hi I think there. I've got you. Cool. Perfect. Let me uh, get Jay in here and we will uh, get things rolling. And uh, we'll see what happens here. Having all sorts of fun right. technical issues today. So that, that, that that's always fun. I just wish we'd go back to the typewriter at some point. But uh, we are going to try to pull Jay in here and hopefully we can make this happen maybe. Okay. Uh, I can't see you on Skype. I'm just seeing me and that's worthless to this audience. Okay. <laughs> hey, hang on just a second. Let yes. Me push a button. Yes. Because uh, they've already got me on one camera. They don't need me on two. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there is a side of there's Jay. I can I, she's she's cut her own head off. I just what? see you've cut the top of your head off. Oh, there we are. Let me push the right button here. There we are. Okay. All right. Can you see me now? Uh, it's 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 no. working on it. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Okay. Well, we have got a great guest joining us today here on the old Skip Skype, the old Skype Rooney. We, we we've got somebody who knows how to use technology. Our last two guests have been phone guests because they're like, I don't know how to use Skype. I'm like, what? You don't know how to use Skype? Or my I know favorite. All of it. I know how to do Skype and fax. There you go. And, and I fax. had somebody. I had somebody the other day want to send me a fax, 
and uh, and 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 I thought, man, I thought I thought this stuff went out. I thought that went out with uh, the cable company would be by between eight and five, um, but. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, we're still doing that in 2020. But uh, we have got a great guest with us today. Go ahead and give us a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Okay. Uh, My name is Lee Austin. I've been in radio for about 30 years. Wrote a book a couple years ago after getting fired from a nationally syndicated show. Had a caller caller who uh, asked me what I thought about the flat earth. And I said, uh, I think it's I think it's insane. And I think you're insane. And goodbye and have a nice day. (laughs) Eight, eight, Eight months later, after trying to disprove it, I announced on the radio that I became a believer. And a month after that, the owner of the network fired me. Wow. And then I went back to Florida to lick my wounds and wrote a book called Morning Star's Tale. And it's a book where Lucifer explains why the Earth is flat, what it looks like, how the universe is put together. Basically, what he's doing is he's giving you the game plan for how his side of the spectrum works from a spiritual and physical point of view. Wow. So, uh, you... You recently, uh, how how we ended up getting you on the show today is SpaceX uh, launched, and uh, they they forgot to add a fisheye lens to one of its cameras, and it broadcasted an unobstructed view of the flat Earth. Um, the video and the audio and everything is available at MorningStarStale.com. And uh, MorningStarStale.com. Check that out today. And uh, so tell us about this this video. Well, the best thing to do is let's do it as a tutorial. So if okay. everyone who is listening <laughs> would go to MorningStarStale, that's T-A-L-E, MorningStarStale.com. And when you get to the homepage, scroll down, and you're going to see a thing that begins to talk about SpaceX. Yes. Go go to the 1043 mark of the video, and what you're going to see is two camera views from SpaceX. I actually live about 40 miles from Cape Canaveral, and I was going to go watch the launch about a month ago. And I decided not to because it's like when you live in New York City, no one goes to see the Statue of Liberty. So I came home, got on the, got on, got on, uh, the net, and I started watching the video. And I get to this 1043 mark, and I start – my jaw dropped. I was like, wait a second. A- am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? Because – I've been dealing with flat earthers like myself for four years, and they have all these experiments they concoct in their basement of their mom's, and, and they go, well, if you do this, if you do this uh, eighth of a mile, and if you go to Chicago, and if you, and all of it is a glaze. People just go, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> this is an actual feed from SpaceX. This is not my video. It was broadcast around the world on hundreds of networks. And what you'll see at the 1043 mark is a disparity in view. You'll see the left camera, camera number one, show the curvature of the Earth for about 10 seconds. And then it goes to camera number two, and it shows a straight edge. So what you're seeing is the Earth from about 250 miles, because that's the altitude that the International Space Station does, quote unquote, revolve around the Earth. Yes. 
what you're seeing is the fisheye lens on the left and a straight view of the earth without the benefit and distortion of a fisheye lens on the right. Wow. Have you had a chance to look at it yet? I've I've got that up right now for our uh, for our social media viewers and uh, television viewers and yes, this is uh, very interesting. The way this video is 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 put together and shot here, that this is incredible. It's different from NASA because it's Elon Musk. And I'm thinking maybe in the bravado to get this thing up and to, you know, get the good word out that we're going back to the moon again, which we never went to. Uh, I think at some point they forgot one of the basic tools of spaceflight, which is fisheye lenses. Without those, you're going to actually see the Earth as it really is. And what you're looking at, in my opinion, is the highest altitude shot of the flat Earth recorded in the history of mankind. And that's not hyperbole, because at 250 miles, no one has ever seen the Earth without the benefit, and I put that in quotes, of a fisheye lens. Mm -hmm. This is actually what I believe the Earth looks like from 250 miles out. And as you can see, it's a straight edge, which indicates that the higher in altitude you go, the further out that edge is going to go if the Earth is indeed flat. Wow. <laughs> Jay, what, what, what do you think about all this? Uh-oh. She's, she's smiling. She's smiling, but we can't hear a word she's saying. She may have to hang up and call us back or something. I, I, I don't know what the deal with Skype is today. I had a guest on earlier, and I went to switch from one camera to another, and my computer decided, well, we're just done with this microphone. So... <laughs> Well, maybe you just, just have her call back. And, you know, in the meantime, we can kind of fill in the blanks for her. So, way. so, so tell me, uh, well, I, why, 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 we're, why we're waiting on her to, to figure it out on her end. Um, I'm very intrigued by this. You had this, this radio show, the radio job, and then it was gone because of these, because of course, my friends in the radio industry. Oh, I love them. So, um, <laughs> Tell me a little bit about how uh, how you got the call that you know you were done because you didn't uh, prescribe to the uh, to to the to the way that radio does things. Well, back in 2007, I got a job working at a 50,000 watt radio country station. They played two types of music, country and western, okay. and they had done that. They had done that for 50 years. I went in and convinced them to switch to classic hits in the morning and conspiracy theories in morning drive, which I did for six years. I then moved to Austin and got a job with this network, and they're conspiracy oriented to a point you know they'll talk about the federal reserve they'll talk about uh 9 9-11 and all yeah. of that but boy you start going into the esoteric spiritual angle of it they just shut the door quickly so <laughs> this this was a network based on conspiracies they just didn't like the one i was giving them because it didn't it, it, it uh, affected their credibility when yes. they were talking about other conspiracy theories so it was a it was a trip to say the <laughs> That's least a strange deal it it, it 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 affected their <laughs> it, it, it affected their credibility yes <laughs> i love it so uh we have got a great guest with us today so uh so lee getting back to this uh 
this video, this this flat earth video. Well, I, I guess before we get back into that, what was the, what convinced you to go from you guys are crazy to, you know, this, this works. <laughs> It's the same with all conspiracy theories. Uh, my very first one that was introduced, of course, was JFK, and then, of course, yes. we went into 9-11 and all that. So what I did was my due diligence. I tried to disprove it, and I went after all of the flat earthers, and the more I dug, the more it confirmed they were right and I was wrong. Again, I live on the east coast of Florida, and I've done some of these experiments. I've, I have literally sat on the beach. I've watched a boat go over the horizon, which to me proves curvature. But then I'll take out a pair of binoculars, and the boat will come back into view. And that disproves the curvature. Then you see all these videos on YouTube, which I'm sure you have too. Yes. There's one from St. Joseph, uh, Michigan. And across 60 miles is Chicago. The Willis Tower should be about 1,400 feet under the curvature based on the Pythagorean theorem, which is based on the fact that the Earth is allegedly 2,400, 901 miles in circumference. The tower is in full view but it should be 1,400 feet under the curve. And you've got countless examples like that, but I notice that everybody's eyes glaze over yes. when I talk about this stuff. Yes, That's what makes this video so unique because it's not my video. It, it's a SpaceX video, and they broadcast it for everyone to look at and share with their friends. <laughs> and they're, the ones, they're the ones proving that the Earth is flat, not me. This is their video. And this is, in my opinion, this is their yeah. oversight. It's almost like with the moon landings. You know, there's a few things, a few anomalies about the moon landing that show that this is impossible. Well, this is a glaring example of someone not doing their job. It lifted off and maybe Bob over at SpaceX in the corner said, hey, did you put a fisheye lens on that second camera? <laughs> no! And that's, and that's what we get today. So, I guess... Um... One of the things that I have found very interesting about the the whole flat earth concept is for years and years and years, no one would ever talk about this. And why did this start gaining steam again? That's a really good question, and I really don't have an answer. I know in about 2015, um, Eric Dubay and Mark Sargent, uh, who I have interviewed when I had the show before. Actually, I interviewed him right before I got fired. Uh, Eric Dubay and Mark Sargent were pretty much the gentlemen in the beginning who started uploading these videos on YouTube questioning the shape of the Earth. And then all of a sudden, it became one of the most popular topics on YouTube. Yeah. And then YouTube uh, decided that they didn't want to have this topic be as popular as it was we don't know why and they started screwing around with the algorithms and now it's a topic that has gone underground again but it's almost like a rash there's this resurgence of it coming in 2020 and i think what it has to do with is all the chaos that's going on right now with coronavirus and and the protesters people are looking for an outlet do you have any other topics that are not so dire and depressing <laughs> <laughs> and to me yes. flat earth is an exciting, invigorating, and fun conspiracy theory because it really does go to the heart of the biggest deception of all time. If it is true that the Earth is flat, it is without a doubt the mother of all conspiracy theories, and I think it is. Well, the one the one thing you, you, you brought up the uh, 
the JFK uh, assassination, you know, what, what, what one of the things I always find so strange about JFK is that, uh, you know, I, I, I remember hearing, well, you know, you had Lee, Ar- Lee Harvey Oswald who had the one gun, and then they declassified all those uh, documents, and then they found out that, well, pretty much everybody had a gun. And <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's, it's one of those crazy deals. Um, so is the flat earth thing basically gaining a lot of steam because of the internet and, and, and people are starting to find things like you found with this video and some of these other deals? It's almost like being an Amway distributor. <laughs> yes, Amway. I people, Amway. People, people want to make money, and so they become Amway distributors. And when someone says, so how do you make a living? They say, oh, well, you know, I just got a job. They don't want to admit that they're actually into Amway. And I think right now, especially with your generation, millennials, yeah. Gen Z, Gen X, Anybody who was just two different worlds. There's the world before the advent of the internet and the world after. So around 1990, 91, when the internet came into being, your generation has had the advantage of actually digging into this. My generation had three channels. Walter Cronkite said we landed on the moon, and we believed it, because why would he lie? Well, come to find out this just about everything we've been told our entire life is a lie. And I think the younger generation is finally wising up not only to topics like the Federal Reserve, which is leaning which is leading generation Y into buying Bitcoin, but this advent of the flat earth is really resonating with young people because they're open to the idea that everything they've been told is a lie. Whereas the boomers are more accepting of this fake reality that we live in. And my hardest time is hanging around with boomers because they're in complete denial. And when you even talk about the moon landing and you bring up the fact that maybe it was rigged and faked, they they act like you don't love America anymore. (laughs) And that's not the case at all. You know what, I, I, the whole moon landing thing is is kind of a strange strange deal to me because i can i can see the whole thing with the yeah it was faked but at the same time i can also look at it and be like man i've been to like the cosmosphere here in hutchinson where they've got all this you know nasa stuff and i'm like man if they were gonna fake some of this stuff they went to a hell of a lot of effort to do it <laughs> so i really don't know <laughs> where where to side with the whole moon landing deal what i work in is a field of logistics for a trucking industry basically i said I, I work remotely like everybody else in america does right now yes. and people call in and they'll say i want to ship something from new york to china and i negotiate and broker a rate i have no idea what's going on with my company I have no idea what goes on in the office. I don't know anything. All I know is that when I get an email or the phone rings, I respond. And I equate that similar to the situation with NASA. Most people that work for NASA have no idea that we never went to the moon. They just work on their particular project, whether it's a rocket engine or the oxygen or whatever. When you think about the fact that we landed on the moon with less technology than in your cell phone, and the (laughs) fact that NASA admits they destroyed all the telemetry and that they destroyed all the equipment, 
That makes absolutely no sense. That's See, like, that's that's like winning the Daytona <laughs> 500, getting on your car and going, "I won," and then setting fire to it and going, "What are you doing? Why are you destroying the equipment? This thing that's should be awful. in the Smithsonian." Yes. But you destroyed all the equipment. You destroyed all the telemetry, and then we have incriminating photos of uh, a Mr. Kubrick hanging out with the folks of NASA and also Arthur C. Clarke, the author of 2001: A Space Odyssey. So in '68. They bring it out, 2001, A Space Odyssey, simultaneously. And then in 69, Kubrick's finest work is the one he can't talk about, the fake moon landing. Well, and and see, this this is the thing, is that I, I look at some of this stuff and... And you are right. If uh, if you get around, you know some some of these folks, and you talk about various things, there'll be a lot of times people will people will side with you on various things. They're like, "Well, I can see that," but then if you bring up the fake moon landing deal, oh my God, they go nuts. <laughs> it's a hell of a deal. It, it really messes with your reality. Think about it. When you and I went to school. The first thing we saw was a globe. We, we were indoctrinated from the day we walked into school. And it's the same thing with NASA. Think about this. From 1969 to 1972, they allegedly went to the moon six times. Since 1972, 48 years, they haven't gone to the moon. And here they are celebrating SpaceX rendezvousing with the International Space Station at an altitude of 250 miles when they allegedly went to the moon which is 240,000 miles, six times. Why is it they haven't gone back? Why did they destroy the telemetry? Why did they destroy all the equipment? And why can't they get back to a place they went to over 48 years ago? Well, that too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that yeah. too. Not to confuse <laughs> the, the, the reality with the fiction. <laughs> well, and, and this is the thing. Every single, like, uh, uh, when, when, when Bush was president and when, well, quote unquote president when Bush was president when when Trump was in there all these guys are in there they're always talking about we're going back to the moon but then we never do it <laughs> I have a, a, deal. A, a belief I talk about in the book Morningstar's Tale and and again the book is narrated by Lucifer and he and I agree on most of the subject matter. And the reason I wrote it from his point of view is that if I wrote it, people go, well, this is just a crazy kid living in his mom's basement. Yeah. But Lucifer gives it credibility. I believe the reason, and hang on to your pants, uh, that we never have gone to the moon is that it can't be landed on. I believe NASA has been around the moon, but they can't land on it because the moon is, in fact, a light. The sun is a light. And the moon is, the, is also a light, and they each display a different type of light. As a matter of fact, moonlight is colder than sunlight. They've done experiments where on a full moon night, the shade is warmer than the illuminated areas. Wow. Not only that, according to the Book of Enoch, and this is where I got a lot of this information and went way down the rabbit hole. I didn't go down the rabbit hole. I fell down the rabbit hole. <laughs> according to the Book of Enoch, he says... The moon and the sun are the same size and that the sun pours its light into the moon and over a 14-day period fills it up and then over the next 14 days it extinguishes and becomes a new moon. So in fact the moon projects its own unique light that it receives from the sun and doesn't reflect the sunlight as we're told by NASA and that in fact according to Lucifer in Morningstar's tale the sun and the moon are only about 3,500 miles away. 
Wow. And just below the, the firmament dome. Now we go down the rabbit hole. This is where it gets crazy. <laughs> That's a hell of a deal. I, I will have to say this, <laughs> this, this, this has been a, a tremendous, tremendous conversation. We definitely have to have you back and, uh, and, and, and chat because this, this, this is, uh, this is great. You, you've got all sorts of things that I would love. I wish we had more time to talk about. Um, I guess before we let you go, how do we find you online, get the books, everything else, my friend? Yeah, it's real easy. It's Morning Stars Tale, M-O-R-N-I-N-G-S-T-A-R-S, and Tale, T-A-L-E. It's a play on the word. Uh, if you go to MorningStarsTale.com, you can see that uh, video from SpaceX, and you can also uh, order the book through Amazon. The book itself is about 80 pages long. I did five rewrites and kept it short because, let's face it, millennials don't have an attention span, and the last thing they want to do is sit down and read a book. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> well, yeah. this th- th- this has been uh, incredible. I appreciate you making time for us today, and thanks for coming on, brother. You're welcome. Have a great day. And thank, thank you, man. I appreciate it. There he goes. And uh, this th- that was Ooh. fun. We're going to definitely have to do that again uh, sometime soon. But we are just flat out up against the clock. And uh, that is that. Thanks for watching us on the old YouTube. Thanks for watching us on the old Twitch. And thanks for watching us on Periscope. And thanks for watching, listening to all that shenanigans. The world-famous Jiggy Jaguar experience. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.